0: This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to get to visit with Dom Fogliano of Visiquade, the Vice President of Client Development. He's been with VisiQuate for almost eight years now. We're going to talk today about credit balances how to sort of systematically work credit balances in a more intelligent, data-driven way, uh, why there's a lot of positive assets in this, in this liabilities credit balances, why you have to be so cautious from a federal and regulatory standpoint and state and payer standpoint, and, and a lot more. Dom, before we get started, can you take a moment to introduce yourself, tell us about VisiQuake, and then maybe take one moment on the subject of credit balances and what
1: we'll be talking about today. Dom? That's great, thanks, Scott. Um, Dom Foliano here. Uh, vice president of client development with Visicway. Quaid. they been with the company for a little over seven years now, going on eight. My primary responsibility is to work with lead, with um, healthcare leaders across the land on operationalizing their data and really pulling the asset value out of the data that, that they have with, with our platform. Today, I'm gonna, I'm really excited to be speaking with with everyone about uh, credit balances. Um, you know, they're often considered a back burner type item. You know, they need to be front burner. Uh, With a data-driven approach, you're going to find that uh, you're going to clean up your AR and have greater accuracy. You're going to improve patient satisfaction on the back end. Oh, and by the way, when you leverage a data-driven approach to the credit balance management, you're also going to uncover the hidden asset within the liability.
0: Thank you. And so, for many organizations, the credit and undistributed balances are typically viewed sort of as an afterthought. Tell us a little bit about that and why is that
1: yeah that, that's a great question and you know what scott it really starts with um at the core of the nucleus a data-driven approach you know in general revenue cycles overall their function as we all know is laser focused on account receivable management and cash collections which they should be we've got to keep the the the, the, the wheels on the cart we got to people keep, keep our people paid we got to make sure we're taking care of the patients and delivering world-class care but you know then and those processes in general are typically uh supported by robust analytics sophisticated workflows and work queues and systems that are associated with those work queues and also they're supported by an army of staff and vendors for collection efforts or mitigation efforts what have you generally speaking though these core rcm functions are somewhat rooted uh rather in in informed data decision data dec- decision making across the board. Uh, however, though, many organizations really aren't data-driven in the management and, uh, and overall processing of credit balances on, and, and on distributed cash, a uh, segment of credit balances. And inherently, credit balances, they're the most volatile, high-touch, high-cost records that exist within the portfolio portfolio, and they often require Expert staff to manage these these records, whether at large and in volumes or down to individual account level, and to support these complex and, and highly volatile highly volatile records, we typically see organizations uh, reuse the same analytics, sets, the work user workflows that are that are a part of the billing systems. Um, they they reuse the same vendors, and all with the purpose to manage and resolve a bolus of. Uh, a tranche of accounts that is not like AR. So there's the pitfall there. uh, Credits are complex and require focused analytics, niche analytics that feeds all aspects of the credit balance management process, which ultimately should create a return feedback loop for continuous upstream, midstream, and downstream improvement.
0: Thank you. And talk about there are credit balances in, in you know, trying to determine what's a real credit balance, what's really not. How do you segment false positive credits from true credits and, and to make sure you're really applying
1: the right dollars? That, that's, that's a great point, a great question. You know, let's put ourselves in um, a physician's shoes, uh, right? Physicians are fact and evidence-based decision makers. Um, we should be the same in revenue cycle. In which what exists in the revenue cycle and in finance are volume, petaflops of data that we can mine. And being able to establish a mineable longitudinal patient financial record is paramount to, be able, to being able to um, decipher a false credit from a true credit. Um, you know, for instance, this, one of the things that, that Visiquate's uh, proud of and what we do um, automatically really. Is establish a, a credit balance root cause engine, or an engine that we that we use to mine that longitudinal patient record, right? And um, we use AI, ML, process mining, and other data science tech- techniques that can crawl through this data and produce an output or a curated actionable intelligence that that ultimately separates the evidence from fact evidence in fact, excuse me, from fiction and gut feeling. Being able to aggregate and curate this data with embedded intelligence, like a root cause analyzer, um, we'll be able to um, you know, pull in robust data sets like contract management data sets, like 837s and 835s to again, to establish that entire longitudinal patient financial record and the mining techniques through AI, ML, and the curation of those techniques are what we are able to to use or what what, um, um, the provider universe should be able to use to decipher a true credit from a false positive, whether it's a record that's over-contractualized because of an error during the ERA posting process, or maybe there's an issue with the contract management tool itself. Bringing this data together in one consolidated spot um, with aggregation, consolidation, and curation Allows uh, our clients and allows providers at large to really to distill out, like I like I shared previously, um, the the evidence and fact from fiction.
0: And and Dom, and, um, what are some things that organizations could do to improve their? credit balance performance to improve their, what, what can they systematically do to get better in this area? Because all organizations are sitting on a ton of credit balances and figuring out whether they can apply them, how they apply them and so forth. I mean, there's, there's a lot of money in there. How can you deal with this? How can organizations systematically improve?
1: That, that's a great question. You know, recently HFMA uh, published an article, I think it was in 2020 that uh, noted or did, an, did a study on um, uh, credit balances. And the study found that roughly 55 of a of a provider's portfolio of credit balances is actually over adjusted records, right? And um, I can confirm the same in the analyses I've conducted across hundreds of clients across the universe here, across America here. And um, what what we do typically is to improve por- portfolio performance is root ourselves in focused credit balance analytics. And reporting. Um, You know, like I shared previously, a lot of the same reports, a lot of the same methodologies, a lot of the same work queues and systems are used to manage credits and undistributed balances um, as, you know, they do as they use for general AR follow-up. Again, credits are very volatile records. They're high touch, high cost records. A lot of things have happened to them. Um, And Bringing, using a, uh, or developing, um, you know, highly focused credit balance report and analytics that embeds, you know, internal performance metrics, um, uh, upstream, midstream, and downstream, uh, along with being able to measure the efficacy and impact of that embedded analytics in the workflow or the reports or what have you to measure the output of those results will ultimately improve your performance and cause that feedback loop just to continually iterate and churn out uh, greater improvement over time whether it's you know focusing on work work queue analysis and processing to reduce process switching or focusing on uh, you know lead, letting the data lead you to where maybe you have a contract management issue where a certain series of contracts are not set up appropriately using analytics to allow you to guide to have it guide you through, the improvement process is gonna be paramount, just like all providers do on the on the collection side.
0: Thank you. And then, Dom, another, another question for you. Credit balances are fraught with all kinds of legal, state, federal regulations, payer regulations. It's what can you do with them? What How can you manage them? They're almost like trust balances. So I, how do you sort of make sure you're compliant with all of those federal and states and payer rules and regulations?
1: That's a really good point, and it's, it's very true. Um, more and more CMS is, is putting their thumb down on um, uh, credit balance liabilities that are owed back to them, especially with today's current economic environment. Um, you know, having an overpayment being documented on, on the portfolio and notifying Medicare, Medicaid, or other agencies are, is vitally important. Um, and how can, we, how can organizations ensure that they're compliant with, with all these requirements? I'm going to go back to the same adage. I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but leveraging a sound and robust foundation of data within the revenue cycle. Um, You know, a lot of organizations today throw people at this problem when we should be focusing on how to create a sustainable path to the future by leveraging analytics and automation to, um, again, identify what should be uh, – considered a credit or refunded to to the patient or to the payer or to the the agency and what is not. Um, But being able to build into these analytics into these embedded guided intelligence, um, payer rules around refunding, timelines around refunding, building in CMS rules, state and local federal rules around um, credit balances, whether it's um, owed back to the patient, owed back to the agency or to the payer, or owed back internally because the credit's caused by maybe a, a charity adjustment gone awry, what have you. Building all these um, external data points, whether it's dates and time um, and by pay or what have you, into an embedded uh, analytical foundation will ultimately enable uh, our you know, providers across the land to reduce the need of people, reduce the, the, the use of people to manage this AR and stay on top of the requirements. And leverage analytics and technology to ultimately uh, be the automated reporting factor as well as being the solution to resolve the the liability
0: thank you very very much i mean it really requires a hardcore data-driven approach because without that you're relying on lots and lots of different individuals and it's very complicated is it this right on the regulatory side that you're doing things right systematically if you're not relying on a very data driven approach to, to sort of supplement and support those people it, it, it sounds like that's the case right you I mean you got to have a great data driven approach to go with this.
1: yeah what we often see across the land scott is there is no shortage on the provider side of folks working hard well guess what let's continue to work hard but let's Work hard by using data and a data-driven approach. Imagine what we will be able to produce moving forward when we continue to work hard, but we also work smart and hard at the same time.
0: Dom again, Dom Fuliano with Visiquate. I want to thank you for joining us today and talking about sort of credit balances and finding the assets within credit balances and how to apply them and a lot more and using a data-driven approach to do so. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you, Scott.